Good morning and welcome to Bethel Baptist Church's 9 a.m. daily devotion. If you'd like to take your Bibles and turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, we're going to be looking at the subject of God's grace being all-sufficient. God's grace is all-sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I <clears throat> rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning God established standards, rules and commandments for Adam and Eve to follow. God's grace was sufficient to meet all and every one of their personal needs. Then we see disobedience in the hearts of Eve and especially Adam raise its ugly head and bring about the fall of mankind and entrance of sin upon each individual from that point in time on and through even to today. In Psalms 118 verse 8, which is the exact middle verse in our old King James Bible of 66 books, but it's the middle verse. And this is an amazing statement for the middle verse that God makes this statement through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. As we move through time from creation and the fall of man, we come to Psalms 118, verse 8, and see God make the statement of to trust him and him alone and not to be dependent upon the ability of men to supply all of our necessities of life. God reminds us that his grace is self-sufficient for us no matter what may be the needs or of, of our circumstances. <clears throat> In Revelation 22:20, he which testifieth these things saith, surely I am come quickly, amen, even so come, Lord Jesus. Jesus reminds us in Revelation chapter 22, verse 20, that not only will his grace sustain us, but he is returning for us very soon. Philippians 4, 6, be careful. That word careful means anxious or uh, troubled, with, uh, troubled with cares. And so God doesn't want us to be anxious and he doesn't want us to be troubled with cares. And so uh, Paul, when he addressed the Philippian believers here, made this statement to the church. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Paul tells the Philippians believers here not to be anxious or be pulled to be pulled in different directions. We are to pray and beseech the Lord with thanksgiving in our hearts, realizing that God's grace is all sufficient. Beloved, you and I are living in the dispensation of time referred to as the age of grace. We realize that grace 
most times mean God's unmerited or God's divine favor. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul makes this statement, as I mentioned. And so listen now to what it says in Philippians 4.13. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. This is Paul's testimony for the Lord, and this, dear loved ones, needs to be our testimony, testament, uh, testimony pardon me, uh, for the Lord as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 33. The Bible says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. This is Paul speaking. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure, prisons more frequent in, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, saved one. And so Paul was, was whipped 39 times, five separate times. He was whipped 195 times. In verse 25, thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in <clears throat> journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth, that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Aretas, uh, the king kept the city of Damascus with a garrison, which a garrison includes 24,000 uh, soldiers, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. The Apostle Paul was not a superhero. He was flesh and blood like you and I. What made Paul stand out from the crowd was his earnest zeal to serve the Lord. His vision was to glorify God. His feet were shod with the preparation of the gospel. His mindset was upon success in any and all things he set out to accomplish for the cause of Christ. And his heart was secure in the fact <clears throat> that as far as he was concerned, God's grace was all sufficient for any state <clears throat> of life he would find himself in and have to attend to. Let me quickly list a few areas of our life that will enable us to live as though we truly believe that God's grace is all sufficient for us, no matter what circumstances you and I find ourselves in present or future. Number one, we need to be in a constant state of readiness for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Listen to what it says in Matthew 21, 44. <clears throat> Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not that the Son of Man cometh. Titus 2.15, or pardon me, 2.13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So we need to be in a constant state of readiness for the return of Christ. We need, secondly, to be available, available, and we need to be dependable in the area of ministry and stewardship on behalf of the Lord. Listen now to what it says, as we're instructed to do in Luke chapter 19, verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. And if you'll notice in your Bibles, the word occupy after the comma is a capital O. And so the Lord made it very clear that he wants you and I as born-again believers, as his sons and daughters in Christ, to occupy, to be busy about our Father's business until Jesus comes back and takes the bride of Christ out. <clears throat> First Thessalonians um, 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and your soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The servants of Christ are instructed to continue working at their vocations without hesitation. Um, uh, when they see or think they might see the day approaching when the Lord will come back to take the bride of Christ out. God's grace is all-sufficient. It's all-sufficient to save the vilest sinner today. And so we need to trust and we need to seek uh, the Lord's favor and we need to be busy about being uh, good stewards and realizing that God's grace is all sufficient for us in this day and age and this time that you and I live in. <clears throat> Lord, we give you thanks and praise that you're a great God, a holy God, an awesome God, powerful God. And Lord, that you love each and every one of us. You love the sinner, but you hate the sin. You love the saint, Lord, but you, you don't like and you're very displeased and you hate the sin in our lives as well but we realize that your grace is sufficient to uh, allow us to be used of you. And Lord, uh, may we take it to heart this morning and meditate and think on this of your wonderful grace that you have given to us and continue to allow us to have, Lord, and that you're an all-sufficient God. We thank you and praise you for all of these things. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. 